behind the chair. This is America. Does everybody know what time it is? Fantasy Radio. And it is that time. Live show today on October the 28th. And yes, it's a little snowy and cold out this morning. Right now, 26 degrees. If you're listening on Tuesday, it'll be a lot different by then. But yes, this is a live show on Saturday, and we'll go through a few things today involving some of the weather and things that we have going on right now. And I was going to talk about this last week, and frankly, we got busy with lots of other things, and I didn't get a chance to do it. We're going to do some sprinkler blowout conversations and some things along those lines. Special guest joining me now, one of our great partners here. This is Chadrick Gardner from Raise Tech. And Chadrick, welcome. Are you guys staying warm up there? Absolutely not. (laughs) Okay, how cold is it in Wellington this morning? Oh, I haven't checked our actual temperature, but I just got done looking at the forecast, and it says uh, Sunday has a low of 8. Okay, so you and you guys typically are a little bit cooler than we are down here is why I asked. So, all right, so we were going to talk about you know, sprinkler blowouts and some things along those lines. You do some of that for all of you listening, even though... Chadrick's specialty is raising of concrete and so on, which we'll get into as well, plus a few things, you know, Chadrick, you've added to that on the concrete side. But you're also doing sprinkler blowouts. Now, I also will say this for all of you listening. I'm going to give you a quick tip. If you don't have things blown out, it's a little late to really do anything because, Chadrick, you or no one else is going to go out when it's this cold because you're just going to fight things you don't want to fight. So here's my recommendation, and I said that on Rush to Reason yesterday. If you have not had a chance to blow out your sprinkler. And Chadrick, we can kind of walk through people where they at least need to get their water to the system turned off, and that's typically inside the house. For most modern houses, unless they were built you know, years and years ago, Chadrick, there's going to be a turnoff typically in the basement or crawl space or you know, depending upon their situation. So my suggestion would be to at least get the water turned off and then go down and buy yourself a you know, one a piece of insulation, regular insulation, wrap your backflow valve, and then if you're up in that northern area, you could come out this next week. Somebody like you could come out and do the rest of the blowout. But for right now, at least get that taken care of. What are your thoughts? Yep. Yeah, drain that Drain that line coming from the basement, crawl space, wherever in the house, depending on what you got. Drain that out. Crack that pet cock valve on the outside and and keep everything draining and breathing wrap it up nice and wait a couple yep. days and and for those Hopefully of you listening here soon including uh and because a lot of you're gonna like okay well how do i wrap the insulation well, we'll make it very easy for some of you that maybe are listening where you're not handy and you really don't know how all this works you can go to any of the big box stores buy a chunk of insulation one piece wrap that around that and for those of you that are thinking well what is the backflow valve you'll see it it's on the outside of your home it's a code And the backflow valve uh, is a valve that prevents anything from the sprinkler system getting into the municipal water supply. That's essentially what it's for. It's an anti-backflow device that allows, it it will keep anything that's in the system, uh, fertilizers, things like that, Chadrick, from ever ever coming back into the system upon shutdown, like what we're talking about right now. That's essentially what it's there for. Uh, Bottom line, you guys listening, you can use that insulation and some duct tape around that. 
But if you're not even handy and you don't have that kicking around, Chadrick, you could take that insulation and then take an additional blanket around the outside of that or a sheet even and tie a knot in the sheet. Whatever you need to do to get that thing around there, get it fairly you know, airtight where you know, cold air is not getting into it, drain the line, you should be okay through the weekend. Yeah, they're tucked up right next to the house. So you've, you've got a lot of available heat there to, to insulate and Correct. to trap in there and keep that from freezing Correct. real hard enough to cause you any problems. Now, for some of you that have maybe a larger home, and most of you would know this, so if you've got a larger home, because, you know, Chadwick, I've had homes have one right now, for example, where I don't have a backflow that's tucked up against the house. It's actually out in the yard. And again, depending upon the age of the house and when the sprinkler system was put in, because my house was built in the 70s, and frankly, Chadwick, you know, sprinkler systems weren't super popular in the 70s. In fact, not, not very many people actually had them at that point. So if you're somebody that's got an older home like that, you may find your backflow out somewhere else. But believe me, if you have a sprinkler system, you have one somewhere. By code, you're supposed to have one, Chadrick. So just look around, and it's a large brass-looking device. It's going to come up out of the ground and then go right back down into the ground. So one big U, whether that's tucked up against the house or it's out in your yard someplace. And again, depending upon the age of your home, you may find it in different places. But again, Chadrick, they'll find it. They just have to search it out. Yep. Now, and um, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I've uh, ran into quite a few homes with uh, irrigation water as their sprinkler systems on some of these newer Oh, good point. And yes. Brought, built on top of farms. They just use the old farm well and right. use it for the irrigation. And, and it's a completely different system. There you go. Yeah, if that's what you have, it's going to be way different than we're... And again, typically... If that's your setup, you're going to know a little bit more about your own setup, and we're not really talking to you. We're talking more to those people that have homes where maybe they've just delayed and they haven't, and they haven't you know, shut things down. And, and I will also say, we've been known in Colorado to get one of these nice hard storms like this, and quite frankly, folks, it could warm right back up again and stay warm for several weeks. I have no idea what it's going to do. Uh, some of you may want to keep watering after this is all said and done. If that's the case, you can go back down in the basement. You can turn that valve right back on. Nothing's been blown out yet. Not a big deal. You call somebody like Chadrick, and if you're in the north end of, of, the, of the state, uh, you can call Chadrick, and he'll come do it. We're going to talk about blowouts in a moment as well. But, Chadrick, there are some folks that may want to turn on and go ahead and water again later next week. It just depends on how warm it gets. Yeah, because like you said, this is Colorado. That's right. And as I look, you know, for all of you listening, you're thinking, oh, yeah, sure, John. What are you, what are you talking about? Well, uh, just for example, by Thursday, it's going to be 65 degrees, and it's not even going to be below freezing again. Looking at my weather app, uh, again, these are not super trustworthy because you can only go out so far, but I'm showing not, nothing below freezing. Once this is all done, Chadrick, I don't show anything below freezing for another full week. Yep, I'm banking on it. I've got work scheduled. So there you go. So well, Okay, so sprinkler blowouts. And this is something that, again, you've added to your business for all of you listening. Raise Tech Concrete Lifting, and you've got, there's an ad, or sorry, not an ad, a link that then goes to where Chadrick's at. But there's a link, shows all of his phone number and all of the contact information right on our website, fixitradio.com, actually on Drive Radio's website. Uh, it's on uh, Ready Radio's website as well. So, again, Chadrick's easy to find. Any of the websites that I've got, you can find him there. Raise Tech is all you're looking for. Real quick, though, his number. If you want to call and even get a piece of advice or you're up in that part of town and you want something done. Chadrick, really quick, how far south will you come when it comes to a sprinkler blow? You're in Wellington. How far south do you want to go? Oh, I'll go down to Fort Collins, but for sprinkler blowouts, that's about as far as Okay. I, so those of you that are in that Fort Collins area, Wellington, 
uh, that surrounding area there that's around Chadrick, if you need a blowout done even this week, give him a call. His number, 970 972-5129. 970-682-5129. All right, so you had also te- uh, emailed me last night, Chadrick, that you've got a few little tips and tricks when it comes to blowouts and maybe somebody's a little more handy and they can do this themselves. What are some of your tips that you've got along those lines? Oh, one important thing is the uh, the backflow valve that you're discussing. Um, some of them have quarter-inch flare nut fittings that you need to hook up to in order to blow out your sprinklers, and that's the only way to do it. Okay. That's a difficult fitting to all piece together with your air compressor. Very true. It, 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 takes, it, it might take you a while at Ace Hardware staring at a big wall of parts. Very good, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and, and here's the other thing. Especially if you don't have anybody there super knowledgeable in helping you with that, which, by the way, Chadrick, um, occasionally that that person's floating around, but if they're not, you're kind of on your own. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, I've got probably a dozen different fittings, um, flexible hose, an inline air regulator, shut off valves, all sorts of things that and I Frankenstein whatever I need to for Perfect. that specific sprinkler system because everybody's is just a little bit different. Okay, walk us through if somebody's listening and they want to do this themselves, they've got the ability to have a little bit of either an, an air compressor with a long hose or they've got a portable compressor, which we should talk about that as well. Those of you guys that have like a little pancake air compressor, I will tell you straight up, not enough Chadrick to blow out a sprinkler system at all. You're just not pushing enough air through there. You need a sizable air compressor with some volume, you know, some stored volume, I should say, a larger tank. So your little, you know, kind of carry around pancake compressors that are maybe a half a gallon at best. Some of them are maybe a gallon, Chadrick, not enough there to really do anything blowing out your sprinkler. Not enough junk in the trunk. There you go. It just you, you need you need something at least a medium size, and even those ones you have to have patience. You yeah, have yeah to I would say really, and, those, and people like you that are out running around, you know, doing this, you've got a minimum of probably a twenty-five gallon tank, if not larger, running around to do this because and or a very very large compressor compressor that just pushes out a lot of air on its own that doesn't even need a storage tank, and those are the ones typically guys you see getting towed around behind. You know, trucks on a trailer, they got a big diesel engine that runs a compressor. That's a whole different world, Chadrick. But somebody doing it from home, you've got to have a fair size storage tank on the compressor. Otherwise, you're just going to be chasing your tail. Yeah, a lot of times those backflow valves won't even engage if you don't have enough. There you go. There you go. It'll just sit there and make all this noise. Vibrates. happening. Yes. Yeah. If that's if that's going on, you're not doing anything. There you go. Okay, so once somebody's got okay, so walk us through. We're shutting things off down below. We gotta get the water off to begin with before we can even start this blowout. Walk us through how this works if you have all the proper equipment. Well, you wanna shut off the valve going from the house into that valve, okay. that backflow valve, so that you're not pushing air back into the house. Okay. You want to hook up to the bottom of those two. There's two little valves that use a screwdriver to open. Right. You want to crack the bottom one, hook up to that one, make sure the the it should already be open for the, the flow going downstream so that the air can go, you know, in the right direction. I prefer always to have a sprinkler valve open before I hit any kind of air pressure on it to make sure I'm not deadheading anything. Okay. 
um, open up one of the valves. I prefer to do it manually. Sometimes there's not enough water in the system to actually activate that valve when okay. you put pressure on it. And walk through them one at a time. Make sure that they uh, they always have a second wind in them. They'll blow out. They'll start sputtering, start misting. Then you'll always get one last little hoorah. Okay. Then you're good. Move on to the next one. Okay. When you say go from one to the next, are you talking about going to the clock and doing that, or are you manually opening and closing these? I prefer to do it manually just because I can feel when it's open. I know when it's open, and it. I'm in control. Okay. And by the way, I would agree with that. Now, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about here, uh, you're pro- how should I say? I don't want to be rude here. Chadrick, but if you don't know how to open and close your valves, you know, on for each zone, you're probably over your head in doing all of this in the first place. So, Chadrick, most people that are able to get to this point most likely know how to open and close their valve. And by the way, if you, if you don't, and those of you that are fairly handy, you can figure that out on the manufacturer's website of whatever valve you make. And typically, in our area, you're going to have one of typically three, uh, maybe four. You know, Irritrol, Hunter. Rainbird or uh, which one am I? or Toro, uh, one of those four probably is what you've got as far as a, as far as that main valve goes. Uh, you know that's controlling that zone, Chadrick. And yeah, to your point. And now, next question for you: Is there any specific order for how you're doing this, or you just want to get them all blown out? And it doesn't matter. Um, I approach each one a little different. I usually like starting in one area and making sure that I go through all of them, if not once, twice. Okay. I like to hit them all at least, open one thing up because water settles. Correct. Um, and I always leave the, the dripper on just a little longer because they take a lot longer. Yes, they do. Good point. To, and, uh, and let that run. I have enough volume in my compressor that I can turn on the dripper and then do all your sprinklers at the same time. Got it. Got it. Okay, so you you can actually handle two of those. And, and again, for those of you that don't know what zones are what, number one, this is a really good way for, if you're doing this yourself, to know what valve controls each zone. You may want to make yourself a little map so that you know. And another pointer, typically, not always, depends on who did the install, a lot of your drips will have a filter on them because we want to filter that going out to the drip because of, to your point, Chadrick, those nozzles are fairly small and typically they'll filter those to make sure they don't get plugged up. Now, again, not all of them are done that way, but if you see a filter on your zone, it is 90% of the time going to be a drip zone. Mm-hmm. True story. And, and again, I don't it's know, in your case, you, you could tell me how many of those you actually see, and I know it's not. This is what's weird about irrigation, and this is something that probably most people don't realize. And you know this, Chadrick. There's no real standardization of this. It depends on the guy at the no. time and the installer and maybe even what he had on the truck as to how he did the system. Am I right? Very right. Every single house is different, and that's why I have so many fittings and so many different methods to connect to yeah. all sorts of different things because every house I find a new little challenge. That's right. Yeah, and but, again, there's no – it's not like – wiring even, Chadrick, where there are some codes and some standardization as to how things work. Other than, and this probably most people don't realize, other than the backflow valve itself, as far as a code goes, Chadrick, there are no others when you put in a sprinkler system. That's about it. There isn't anything else. So those of you thinking, oh, they're all the same, um, think again. 
No, they're not. That's why typically when you see you know a guy either fixing commercial or residential irrigation, they've got a larger truck with a big box on the back with a ton of different parts and components in it. And even then, you're still sometimes running to the supply house to get things to fix it. Or they've got a big trailer, you know, enclosed trailer, Chadrick, with all the parts and stuff in it. It's why they're towing all that around with them, because the likelihood of one being the same as the next is very, very small. You know, now, a tra- some track home, if, they, if, you know, if the track home people put in all of the front yards, for example, and there's something else you're running to. You may be standardized on the front yard, but then whoever did the backyard, it's its own animal, right? Yep. Now, in that yep, case, you may actually have that. two different valve boxes too, right, Chadrick? Often, almost always. Yeah, but keep that in mind too. You see, and we probably should have explained this, uh, for those of you that maybe don't know, and again, if you know this, you're capable of doing it. If you don't, you probably should have somebody like Chadrick out doing it for you, but the valve boxes are all typically ground level they're in a box. We call it a valve box. They've got the little green lids on them. And typically they're, what, about a 18-inch by 3-foot, or maybe not even 3-foot, 2-foot long. You know, I, I don't know, one by, 1 by 2. Again, depending on the box and how big it is and who put it in, yep. Chadrick, most of them yep. gonna going to be a rectangular shape. And, again, if, you had, uh, if you're in a track home and they put the front yard in, you know, the builder did, you're liable to have two of those because they only did enough for the front yard and then somebody else came along and teed off of that and then you're running the backyard separately. And the backyard's going to act completely different than the front yard most likely. Yeah, unless you somehow worked it out to where the front yard people did the backyard, but otherwise, yeah, you are 100% correct. All right, Chadrick, I'm up against a break. I think we fairly fairly well covered things on the irrigation side. I've got a call coming in, so we'll see what that's about. Uh, we'll finish up with that as soon as we come back from the break. And again, everybody, Chadrick, raise tre- Chadrick Gardner, Raise Tech is the company. And yes, he can do your sprinkler blowout if need be up in that northern part of the state. 970 970- Six eight two five one two nine. We'll be right back. This Fix It Radio, KLZ five sixty. Got too much debt, but a low rate on your mortgage. Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough. Need relief now. Take aim. Affordable interest mortgage seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over twenty years. Take aim. 720-895-0500 and let our experience continue to save you money. Want to downsize but can't qualify with a current mortgage and a new one? Been told you have to sell your house for the down payment? That debt ratio is too high? We can help. Take AIM. 720-895-0500. Use your equity for the down payment and debts. Qualify only on the new mortgage payment and have no more contingency offers. Take AIM. Affordable interest mortgage. Our experience can save you money. That's 720-895-0500. NMLS 298-191, regulated by DORA, equal credit lender. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. 
calibrations. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. All right, and you just heard an ad for Chadrick Gardner. He's with us right now as well, talking about sprinkler blowouts and things along those lines. Before we shift gears, Chadrick, Eric's got a question on plumbing. Let's take that real quick. Eric, go ahead, sir. Are there any plumbing supply houses open on Saturday? Uh, You mean like uh, irrigation supply, in other words, folks outside of Home Depot and Lowe's? 
Yeah, because as I just found out at Home Depot this morning, the piece of the part that I need, I, my backflow preventer and whatnot was changed out by a plumber back in uh, back in the spring after okay. I flooded my house. Right. And the new fittings that he put on there so that my to make my backflow re- removable in the winter are non-standard fittings that I can only get at a plumbing supply house according to Ace, Home Depot, and Lowe's. Uh, Chadrick, do you know of anybody open on Saturdays? I don't. I think most of those are Monday through Friday. But do you know of anything, Chadrick? Not off the top of my head, I do not. Yeah, I don't either, Eric. I don't know of anybody that's open today for that. And a lot of times yeah, they're only whatever. open until like 1. Right, yeah. If you are. find anybody, Eric, get on it because they won't be open very long even if they are. Yeah, Google was my friend and I found nobody that was open today. And uh, Yeah, uh, I guess I'll... The guy at Home Depot gave me a, 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 an idea or, you know, basically showed me a way to make do it. Um, it'll be temporary until I can get all the parts. Okay. Um, because previously I used to have just uh, copper fittings that threaded, male-female fittings that all threaded together and, uh, you know, were easy to take apart. And I had uh, a blowout cap for my underground lines and I had a weather cap for... Uh, you know, my line that comes out of the house, and, you know, it was it would literally take me an hour to take my sprinkler system down in the winter or this time of year, and this new setting he uses is a completely different type of pitch and threading. Got it. Um, and it uses a um, completely different type of everything. And what the guy told me to do is he just sold me this little fitting that goes on to my backflow, for blowing out my underground line. Got I it. just pull everything apart, and I said, well, what do I do to cover the ends? And he goes, well, you can put, a, like, a baggie over it and, you know, and whatnot and tape it in place, and that'll probably get you till spring. Yeah, I wouldn't well, want to do that. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that idea. I said, especially where it comes off the piece coming out of the house. I mean, if I was going to do anything along those lines, I'd figure out some sort of a cork to put in it and tape that cork on or something along those lines. If I was going to do anything, I would not just put a baggie over it. I'd want to, I'd want to make actually, sure something's the, inside of it. Yeah, actually, the guy at Ace suggested cork, but nobody, he, again, said the, cor- the size cork that I would need for this, I would probably have to go to a plumbing supply house. Got it. Or, uh, <laughs> or, or he said, or maybe... Or maybe even Hobby Lobby. I, I did get a I did get a text from Jeff Kitty, uh, who's not going to be able to be with us today, but normally he is. Ferguson on Sheridan. Check with them, Eric. They might be open today. Ferguson on Sheridan. Okay. Oh, I think I lost Eric. Okay, so Eric, if you're still listening, Ferguson at 80th and Sheridan. So, uh, really quick, Chadrick, I've got Joe uh, calling in as well. Uh, I think has. Uh, tip on preparing barbecues for winter. Go ahead, Joe, you're up. Well, John, first uh, some suggestions and then a cautionary tale. First, uh, time of year, now's the time of year to kind of take care of your barbecue for the winter. Most of them, the good ones, have like a big pull-out tray in the bottom, and you pull it out, and there's all sorts of stuff and rust and junk and grease in there. You pull it out from the back. So you want to do that now. Uh, Clean out, you know, clean out the whole burner pit. Uh, Lift the grates out. Clean the grates. Uh... Do you know? Check your spark. I just found my spark igniters. One of them, by the way, was uh, arcing through the cable to the chassis and not making it all the way to the plug, which is why the one side wouldn't light. So mm-hmm. you know, you you got to fix stuff like that. 
Uh, and then the cautionary tale. I know you barbecue all winter, and when you've talked about the kinds of brands you like. Two years ago, my wife, without me being there, went over and she bought at Lowe's this massive thousand-dollar uh, Pit Boss barbecue. It's triple. It's got left side is propane, right side is charcoal, and bottom center is a smoker. Thousand-dollar barbecue. Had it two years, right? So I go to start doing my winter maintenance on it, and I find out that the little shelf brackets that hold the uh, hold the grills. They were just a bent piece of sheet metal, and they've completely rusted. I mean, literally rusted away, John. Mm. I mean, you can. I went to wire. Br- I was going to wire brush them and paint them with some high temperature back paint. And when I went to wire brush them. They're literally crumbling into nothing. Uh, wow. And for a thousand dollar, thousand dollar barbecue, you know, it, it talk about you know uh, cheap, cheap construction. Yeah. So now I'm out there putting uh, stainless steel brackets uh, to replace that. I mean, I just literally, John, a bent piece of sheet metal. Hack welded to the inside of the chat. We're not here. We are a whopping high of 26 right now. No, and that's why I think, okay, today's a good day if, you know, the, you don't want to put uh, uh, spray paint on when it's 30 degrees no. outside. So, so I looked ahead, and I said it was going to be 80 this week, and I said, great, good time to clean out the barbecue, wire brush off the rust, and yep. put this high temperature. And you can buy high temperature. Yes. Uh, for, like, uh, high, for, for, uh, for wood. Actually, make so, barbecue paint. That's even what they call it now. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I've got high, I've got high heat max barbecue paint. And I was just about to put it on after I wire brushed, but then as I'm wire brushing, everything I'm touching with the wire brush is crumbling and disappearing. Wow. Uh, and again, this is a pit boss. And again, it was a thousand. Yeah, no, those are nice units. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. I'm shocked. So, all right, good shocked. stuff. All right, John, that's it. Anyway, Joe, as now, always. If you haven't done it, all right, if you haven't done it, now's the time. Yep, right. I got, nope, I appreciate that. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate that very much. All right, back to sprinklers. Jeff in uh, western Montana, which, by the way, Jeff, everybody's been wondering all week long, do you have snow? Oh, yeah, we got snow. It went all the way down to 13 last night. Okay. And uh, and uh, it's a whopping 19 right now. It's supposed to get up to the 30s, and then we're going to warm up into the 40s. So okay. It's going to get better. But all right. We sent... We, we gifted you with what came Yes, you here. did. Yes, you did. Thank you. Turn it on down. That's all right. Uh, not really. <laughs> oh, kind of a facetious thank you. No, we'll I take it. We need it. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Um, first, a comment, then a question. Uh, on my sprinkler system, yeah, I have a tow around uh, uh, air compressor. Okay. And I think it's 30 gallons. I'm not really sure. Okay, good. Uh, with the size, but sizable tank. Okay. And, yeah, it takes at least one tank the first time through. And then I usually use a tank and a half to two, cycling through two times like you guys talked Perfect. about. I don't, do the, I don't do the valves themselves because I have an acre and a half, and my valves are kind of – I don't irrigate the whole thing, but uh, it uh, they're kind of sprinkled around, and it's just easier for me. Run through the zones on the clock. Right. Yeah. And I can hear – I check that's the fine. Lot, look at the sprinklers, make sure they're opening and closing. Yeah, that's fine. So, yeah. Um, but I have a quick question. Years ago, this I mean, this goes way back, and, and it's more about on, on the tool side of things. When I went to look at uh, pneumatic fittings, I found two different styles. And, you know, I was like, well, which one do I do? And mm-hmm. I just settled on one. Um, but do you have any idea why there are two types of There's more than fittings? two, actually. Those are There's two common, but there's probably, and Chadrick, you may know this better than I, but coming out of the you know auto world uh jeff in fact that was one of the things when technicians would start depending upon what shop they had come from to where they were at now they may need to change out all their all their fittings um you know depending upon what the air hose ends are at the shop they're going to so 
Uh, you could always pretty much tell where a technician had been and what kind of a you know what kind of a shop fitting they used to use. And a lot of that, Jeff, comes down to again just the choice of the shop and the shop owner or that particular individual. Uh, you know, they like Type C, do they like Type whatever? Uh, some of them are are more handy when it comes to using them one-handed. They're kind of spring-loaded where all you do is push it together and it locks. Others, you have to actually pull the coupler back. Uh, you know, in my shop for years, and even at home, we use Type-C just because the end on the hose is the smallest. Now, they're not always the easiest to get in and out, but it's smaller. So if you're in tight spots working on a car or whatever, you don't have this big bulky fitting on the end. So a lot of it, Jeff, comes down to more of what are you doing, and that's the choice of the air fitting you use. Okay, I just didn't know if like one came from the auto industry, nope. or one came from the aircraft industry. Not necessarily. Or, a lot or, of it's. Per- I hate to say this, but it's personal choice. Well, yeah, but I mean, in terms of where the original evolution, you know, uh, I understand the personal choice side of it. But it's just like you know, what? It's kind that of like, I don't you know. know. I mean, Chadrick, do you do you you know do you have any idea, Chadrick? On I mean, I I don't know where some of that would have come from. I don't know exactly. No. I do not. Okay. I was just curious. It was, the, you know, one of the questions in my mind that went on for years. It wasn't really important. I just thought I'd take advantage of some wisdom here to ask. Yeah, and I, again, I mean, even in the auto world, I'll, I'll tell you that there were probably, uh, Jeff, three different types of fittings that were used. And, uh, again, I I cannot tell you. In the automotive world, Type C was pretty common. Although I will tell you that that that's I mean it's not just a standard. You could go from one shop to another, and they could have totally different fittings. And again, a lot of it comes down to the I think just whoever at one time decided that's what we're going to use, and that's what they used. Yeah. And, I, and by the way, why there's so many? That, and if somebody else has an answer on that, maybe has more history on it than I. I mean, I've been around this for you know, 50 years, and I, I don't have an answer, Jeff. I really don't know why. Uh, one of those mysteries of life. Yeah, I wish I knew. I, I, don't, I don't know why. Uh, I, I Honestly, I, and I guess I've never really looked it up history Why I see. I guess I'll do a little bit of reading here and see if I can't figure out, you know, why that is. But I, you asked a great question. I don't know. Yeah. And I, just as I procrastinated on my sprinkler system, I had... I had opened the high valves, the high water faucets. Um, just as a point of interest, we don't have a uh, water a, uh, vacuum break on ours. Our, we're out in the country, and Montana code does not require it. So all we have is a one-way valve, and, and uh, so that's one of the things you have to watch Yes. Uh, on our little private water system here. Yes. Uh, it's been kind of a bone of contention, and I'm not sure what the way ahead is, but... Uh, I had not blown mine out. I had opened up all the high ones and uh, looked down low and uh, made sure that uh, you know, I got as much water out of the system as I could. Uh, so that's going to be one of the things in the coming week that I get to do is uh, hopefully I don't, you know, I don't, we didn't get that hard freeze, so I don't think it's going right. to uh, have damaged any components. So um, I, I never did blow my system out in Colorado Springs when I lived there. Uh, I just didn't well, I know, and by the way, thank you for saying that, Jeff. I will tell you that if you live in a modern house with modern irrigation and somebody did everything correctly and they put all the right fittings where a lot of them self-drain and so on, I will tell you I lived in numerous houses, Jeff, over the years where I never blew anything out because I watered in the winter and I never once had any issues and I always made sure the backflow was drained. If things are installed correctly, and that's the key, 
and, and that the biggest key is you don't know. So I think for a lot of folks, they'd rather be safe than sorry. But, yeah, I will tell you that not every system has to be blown out. Right. Protect that backflow, that vacuum break. Correct. I mean, I had to replace one of those. So learn that the hard way. But yep, you're right. In terms of blowing the system out, um, yeah, you can if you want. But if you've got black poly pipes and, like you said, little drain fittings in the bottom of the sprinklers and that sort of thing, you're probably pretty set. Okay, so I did also really quick before you go. The most common quick connect plugs are automotive, which is the type C, I said, industrial, and ARO. Now, I will tell you that even in the automotive world, just because it says it's automotive doesn't mean that's what everybody uses. So I've seen all three of the fittings in the automotive world also. So, again, Jeff, I still think it comes down to just preference. Okay, but that's that's useful. It's One is considered automotive and one's considered yep. industrial. Type C is automotive. Okay. Yep. Cool. All right. Thanks. No, I appreciate it. Chadrick, do you want to add anything to all of that before we switch gears here after the break and talk concrete? Um, the drains, every sprinkler system I've ever built on my own house, I put drains through the whole thing, and I've never blown my personal sprinklers out. There you go. Thank I you. did it right. Thank you for uh, <laughs> reiterating what I just said. Yeah, if you get somebody to do that install correctly, and you've got drains in some cases the sprinkler heads will self-drain and so on and chadrick you know what i mean and you've installed it with poly pipe and so on yeah honestly chadrick uh your chances of having any issues are pretty slim but the, the biggest thing is I, I you know again did it get installed correctly and that's the whole key is figuring that out on the front side if in fact it did yeah the, the blowout thing just make sure your your backflow is all handled and done and outside of that you don't have to worry about anything in my opinion yep all right. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to talk concrete in a moment as well. Again, Chadrick is with us this morning, Chadrick Gardner, and he is Raise Tech Concrete Lifting. We're going to talk more about that here in just one moment. And I, sa- I should have said this earlier. Don't forget, Stack Optical, Allen Stack, when it comes to eye exams or anything eye care-wise, including getting your glasses and or contacts, Allen can do all of that. He joins us from time to time on the program and really love all that he does and the partnership that we have with him. 303-321-1578. That's Stack Optical. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. 
Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready forever Colorado throws its way. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Got too much debt but a low rate on your mortgage? Worried that rates aren't going to go down fast enough? Need relief now? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Before your property tax and homeowner insurance goes up, we can help you lower your monthly payments, pay off your debt, and lower the amount of interest you pay. We have been changing lives in Colorado for over 20 years. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, and let our experience continue to save you money. Home of the original Asset Manager Loan, where you pay less interest and own your home faster, pay off your debt and save six to nine hundred a month, have access to your equity for thirty years. Call seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred now. We listen and promise to do our best for you. Take AIM, affordable interest mortgage. Seven two zero eight nine five zero five hundred. Over twenty years of low rates, outstanding service, and number one at putting you first. Let us show you how our experience saves you money. 720-895-0500. regulated by Dora, equal credit lender. Premier Home Remodels will bring your outdated, empty nester home into the 21st century. Your children have moved out and you're ready to give a facelift to your impractical bathroom turning it into a beautiful and complete master suite. Your original tile and 70s bathtub are out of date, and it's time to create the space you have always dreamed of. You want something more functional and enjoyable, and Premier will help you achieve this. Soaking in that new spacious tub will take away your stress of the day. And Premier knows the longer you wait to remodel, the more costly the remodel will be down the road, as costs are only going to increase. Premier's expert design team communicates with you throughout the entire process and works within your budget while completing your perfect master suite, making it your own. Don't wait to remodel your bathroom. Do it now with Premier Home Remodels by going to klzradio.com slash remodel. That's klzradio.com slash remodel. Are you tired of those unsightly sunken concrete areas around your property? Look no further than Raise Tech Concrete Leveling. Proudly serving the Colorado and surrounding communities, we understand the unique challenges posed by clay-rich soils. Does your garage or basement floor show signs of settling? Even those finished basements can experience issues, but don't worry. Our solution can save you both time and money compared to costly replacements. Introducing our revolutionary high-density polyurethane foam injection. We use a DOT-approved formula that's trusted on highways, ensuring top-tier quality for your project. While we can't fix structural issues, we can tackle a wide range of sunken concrete problems. And here's the best part. Our process is quick and hassle-free. 
Our expert team offers free inspections, taking just about 15 minutes of your time. One great thing is you don't even have to be home for the inspection. We want to ensure your complete satisfaction. Ready to take the first step toward a more even, safe, and beautiful property? Call Chadwick Gardner today at 970-682-5129. That's 970-682-5129. Race Tech Concrete Leveling. Lifting your concrete, lifting your spirits. Don't settle for sunken concrete any longer. Call us now at 970-682-5129. We are back. Fix-It Radio, KLZ 560, and we are live today. Of course, you can tell probably by what we're talking about on Saturday, the 28th of October, if you're listening to a replay show, either on Sunday or it'll be still be this way on Sunday. But if you're listening on Tuesday, we'll have different weather on Tuesday. So if you're listening, then still apply all the things that we are listening to. Chadrick Gardner, who you just heard a moment ago, is with us today. We had a caller call in, Chadrick, really quick, that says Flink Supply Company. It, they're off of Galapago here in Denver. They close at noon. So, Eric, if you are listening, we've given you two ideas now. So Flink Supply Company is open today, and it's F-L-I-N-K. That's the name of the company. So for all of you listening that might need some oddball plumbing stuff, there you go. Chadrick, talk to us about not only concrete lifting, but the other thing you've added along with that. All right. Well, the only reason I did sprinkler blowouts really is to get in front of people and look at their concrete. There you go. every house I went to had bad concrete. I found one. That had no problems wow. with their concrete. Uh, it's Colorado, actually, so we all know two. how that works. Actually, I found two, and I told the guy he was the first one I'd seen that had perfect concrete, and he showed me I was wrong. That's <laughs> hollow spot. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, lifting concrete, season's coming to an end. I've got some jobs scheduled because, well, like we were just discussing, it's going to warm back up. I don't know how long it's going to stay warm. But I'm fitting in as many people as I can. I talked to my supplier, and he asked me if I wanted a winterization kit. And I said, no, send me more foam. I'm going all winter. So I am moving indoors, doing garages, basement floors, um, anything indoors as far as concrete floors. And now I'm also offering professional-grade Crack repair. All right, that, I, and I wanted to hear more about this. It's something you and I, even off air, haven't talked much about. So talk to us about that. I've got some things even around my place I may have you take a peek at because I'm kind of one of those particular individuals and I want to get things taken care of prior to them becoming you know, a major problem. And I'm guessing that's what you can do when it comes to crack repair, right? Yes. I'm not talking to sealing the driveway. Right. That, that's uh, a cosmetic and functional crack repair. I'm talking about crack welding and and structural grade crack repair, where okay. we inject the crack with polyurethane and seal it completely. And it's actually stronger than the concrete when we're done. That's okay. why it's considered a weld. Do you have to drill holes to add that, or does it depend on the width of the crack, or how does that work, Chadrick? Exactly. It depends on the crack. Okay. Um, many of them, you don't need to actually drill holes. Okay. You can you can put ports in and, and inject that uh, all along through there, seal it all up. And, okay. and it's not the prettiest repair when you're all dead. That's why I said it's not the cosmetic repair. Correct. This, is, this is basement walls. Before you get your basement finished, seal it up. Make sure it's make, all the cracks are repaired sense. professionally, not just with some caulking. Makes sense. And I assume that could apply to even, there are some folks, depending upon the house and 
how it's built and so on. You may have half concrete walls in your garage or even have a foot border along the bottom. Those can crack. I'm assuming all of that applies, right? Yes. Water seeps in. Radon gas seeps in. Okay. Um, all sorts of things, and we can seal it up permanently. Now, let me, now another question. I had not this house, but my past house. Uh, as fate always has it, everything was nice, and it was a uh, it was a uh, spec home that I had bought. So you know, driveway was new and all of that. Well, we added on to some things, and we had some concrete brought in for some different things. And lo and behold, the concrete truck got a little close to one edge of that particular driveway, and there was about a one foot by six inch little kind of U shaped piece of course that broke out because it probably wasn't as strong underneath as it should have been and I fought and fought and fought that Chadrick finally to the point where we just saw cut that out and put a new piece of concrete in but I'm assuming what you're doing could have fixed that possibly of course I'd have to look at it but yeah it's this isn't something you buy at Home Depot right this isn't this isn't a, yeah a little a patch that you put on it's yes it's, you're bonding it's, the two together is what I'm hearing right Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Makes total sense. So again, so those, those of you listening where you've got, whether it be something you're feeling is a structural issue or even like I just said a moment, maybe you've got an area where, you know, something happened and a big chunk of concrete broke out, but everything is there. It's intact. I would say before you do anything and pay somebody to cut that out and relay it, call Chadrick and have him come take a peek at that and just see what you could do on the front side, Chadrick, before they go and spend a bunch of money on things that they may not have to. Exactly. Okay. Uh, we've got a couple of questions coming in as well. So Greg and Parker. Greg, go ahead, sir. Hey, John. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, we have to uh, put on a new roof because of the hail that we had this year. Okay. Um, I had read and I hadn't got her because we just moved into our house five months ago. And we got to put a new roof on. But um, anyway, at one time I was thinking about putting this reflect, reflective material I'd read about, putting it in the attic to, you know, basically force the mm-hmm. heat back out of the house in the summer. What do you think of that? And would that be something we'd want to put underneath? We're going to go from a asphalt shingle to a metal roof this okay. time. Okay. Would that be something we could have them put down right underneath the metal roof or is it better to have something like that inside on the attic i would want it i chadrick you can help me with this but i think i'd want that in the attic not under the roof what are your thoughts chadrick yeah yeah you want all the strength you can on the roof and that's not exactly the strongest yeah i I, and and i don't think it's going to do much either greg with it already having the metal roof on top because you're gonna have underlayment under the metal anyway so you're gonna put your underlayment on then put the metal roof on top of that i would put that inside the attic itself and I'm sure okay. that's how the manufacturer would re- uh, exactly. require that to be installed. Exactly. Yeah, good point, Chadrick. Right. Okay. Well, I know they put something like that. They called it some kind of an R-factor. We put up a pole building, and they put that kind of material between the between the studs and the you know the woodwork in between that. And yep. The oh, yeah, and whole different whole different deal there, by the way. Okay. All right. And then I had another question for you. Um, we got a backup generator. Uh, it's supposed to run off of propane. Okay. I need to figure out where to place that. Uh, there again, like I just mentioned, we have a pole building that's uh, probably, I'm going to say, uh, maybe 100 feet from the house. Okay. I was wondering if it would be better to try to run wiring from that pole barn to the house and put the generator in there. 
so we wouldn't have the fumes and the noise right at the house if we have a power outage? Or do you think it'd be, I don't have net or propane into that building yet, but I know you had talked about having. Yeah, you can put a big tank. Yeah. Get, get, get that, I mean, Greg, that really comes down to you, cost, whatever you'd like to do. If you put it in the building itself, of course, I'd want to pipe the exhaust outside, which, again, you could do in the barn pretty easily. So, I mean, that would be a really great ticket. It's going to be more expensive than putting it close to the house, of course, because you've got to you know dig right. and add your wiring and so on. But if you can do right. that and you'd like to do it, yeah, that'd be my preference. Okay. Well, and what we did when we built the house in the shop i actually put some i think it was two inch or i don't even remember what it was i put so you put, a, you put a sleeve in perfect yeah if you did I, that I yeah i would do that all yeah i do that all day long greg that'd be my choice okay yep all right and uh, one more question real quick sure could you sometimes if you don't do it today it's no biggie could you explain the uh emp a little bit better or the device that you would put on there again, I'm assuming I would have to put one on the generator, one you would. in the house, and you each would. vehicle. Yes. What does that involve? Uh, go right to the just go right to the other website, ready-radio.com. There's a link to EMP Shield there, Greg. They will walk you all the way through it. And I've been meaning to get them on and have them join me here in one of these future Friday shows. So I I will do that, and I'll I actually could give them the choice of either. Friday or Saturday morning or both, and they probably would do either or. So, yeah, Greg, I will add that to my list and get that done. Okay. So you think EMP, EMP Shield Shield's the best? Yep. Okay. And there's All a right. link, again, right on ready-radio.com. All right. All right, Greg. Well, Appreciate I- it. In fact, I should just add that link to this one. I'll get with Producer Ann and do that as well. So, so Chadrick, again, going back to the uh, – here's a question for you. What if somebody just wants someone because they're either – of the stage in life, they just either don't have time or they don't have the ability to be on their hands and knees and so on. Will you also help with just regular, you know, joint sealing and some of the crack filling that's needed along those lines? I mean, what's what's your your kind of where's your where's your cap as to what you'll do concrete wise? Um, I lift concrete, I seal concrete that uh, with uh, a permanent sealer, and I repair all the cracks in concrete. Okay. So that's, um, yeah. Okay. So if somebody out there listening, you really want to spruce things up or have things dialed in. Again, we're going to have probably some pretty decent weather here for the next at least week after this storm is out of here. And it is the time of the year where you want to get these things sealed up. Because, Chadwick, you know this all too well. Even some of those cracks where you can now look down into the dirt below, and some of those cracks will get, some of the the stress joints, I mean, will get wide enough to where you want to make sure you seal those up because that's where most of our damage comes from, Chadwick, as you know, is that water will then get down underneath there. It freezes, expands, and that's where we have problems with the concrete. Exactly. And quite frankly, it's really hard this time of year to go to the hardware store and get some sealant. It's all gone. Good point. Good point. Okay, so for those of you listening, if you've got any questions along those lines when it comes to you know handing you know having some of this stuff handled for you, or you just have a question, you know Chadrick's there to help all of you. And if you're in literally, especially the north end of town, Chadrick doesn't want to work in Denver proper, but you know really, if you've got a larger project, pretty much anywhere. In our listening audience, if you've got something you need done where you need some concrete lifted or you've got some cracks you need to get taken care of, basement, garage, or 
you've got a basement or garage that needs lifted, the floor needs lifted. Maybe you're getting ready to refinish the basement. You've had, you know, Premiere out and they've looked at things and you need some lifting done before you do a remodel because maybe there's one end that's sunk down or something to that nature. Chadrick, you can help with all of that, right? That's what I do. All right. So those of you listening, and Chadrick's got a new formula of product that he's brought in just for the winter that Chadrick will enable you to do some things some of your competitors can't do, correct? Correct. Um, well, they can do it. They just choose not they to. Choose, yeah, there you go. Better answer. Yes, better answer. <laughs> Chadrick, I appreciate you. Raise Tech, those of you listening, find him at fixitradio.com, 970-682-5129. And man, Chadrick, as you can tell, an hour goes by fast. Thank you for taking time out of your day for us. I really, really appreciate it. I know our listeners do, too. All right. Thank you, John. You're very welcome, Chadrick. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we appreciate it very much. And, yeah, those of you that need any kind of concrete work done at all, literally anything, you've even thought about, hey, I'm going I'm to take this pad and replace it. What I would tell you is call Chadrick first and find out if, in fact, that's what you need to do because he might have some other solutions that would save you a lot of money when it's all said and done. And, again, one last time, his number, 970-682-5129. We'll be right back with our next program. Don't go anywhere. This is Fix It Radio, KLZ 560. Opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.